Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Ready to finish up part two of Big Dreams, Daily Joys? Totally, but I was loving the yellow all this book. I, I really do like the yellow color. <laughs> but on to the green. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. So, okay. So we're reading pages 76 through 83, the last of our yellow. Mm-hmm. It's such a bright, cheery color. Yeah. And it's funny that I said, mention the yellow because I've been listening it an audiobook. <laughs> so I haven't really seen the yellow, but when I come home and like, I'm ready to like review. Yeah, it is. It's such a pretty yellow. Okay. So today we're going to talk about respecting the ebb and flow. Mm. This is all about you, which is a nice reminder. Mm. And you have enough time. Mm. Great things. Yeah. Okay. So the ebb and flow. I think this is one of those things that we've hit on our growth, the season of growth, like all the time. Yeah. But the thing that she mentioned that I love that no one talks about is you shouldn't make decisions when you're in that really productive place either. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I caught that too. And like no one talks about that because if you are making decisions when you are doing amazing and when you are awesome, then you're doing it in a place of you're never going to be able to keep this up. Mm -hmm. I know. Like temporary genius kind of. That like how are you going to – like temporary being the key word – yeah, um, so I'm going to this retreat at the end, the very beginning of April, the very okay. be- no, the very beginning of March. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that was on the questionnaire, very simple questionnaire, was how much time do you have to devote to your business each week? And I answered very honestly, somewhere between 30 and 50 hours. Mm-hmm. Because if I have a good week, then, you know, I can have like five, 10-hour days, sometimes mm-hmm. even more if it's awesome, but you know, work-life balance, like that's a thing. Right. But sometimes like this week I'll have a headache, like just knock me out either for a full day or a half day or, you know, multiple days where, you know, it's just a week where it's out of my control how much I can actually do. Right. And so like, Elise was talking about, don't make decisions based on your whole business. You know, don't make whole business decisions or whole life decisions when you're in that really good place or that really bad place, because that's not what your whole life or whole business actually looks like. Yeah, that made a lot of sense to me. I also like that the title of this is respect, because that's a word we don't often use. Like we say, I always think of it as like be aware and acknowledge and like, you know, but respect is such an important word because it's almost like it is putting ebb and flow at a higher authority than you almost like you have to respect these elders almost like the wiser ebb and like ebb and flow will happen. And it's up to you as the subordinate to be like okay i respect you know what i mean i like the word right respect. like it's that thing like we talked about it's that there are things we can't control and this is definitely one of those things that you can't control which is right. why we needed to put that white space in right because there are times where we can't control things and when you have that white buffer space uh-huh which I'm going to talk about again, which we constantly talk about, 
and like I've been having to put like warnings on all of the things lately like hey Amanda and I are just constantly talking about white space lately if you pack everything so tightly in either on your good times or your bad times you're just gonna get confused yeah yeah and I I when I read this section, I was thinking a lot about like the white space, like that's been our thing of this book so far, but also how, like when people like comment on adulting, like it's not just a millennial term. Like I feel like I've been noticing the older I get when I think of ebb and flow, like the way Elise described it, it was kind of like, you'll have ebbs, you'll have flows, you'll have it. And like this, I pictured like this even wave of up and down ebbs and flows of productivity. I've been getting so many more ebbs since adulting. Like I was trying to reflect and I was like, gosh, when I lived at home, I was infinitely more flowed. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just felt things were coming and I was productive and I was like, it's, it's, I, I don't know if that's a thing that other people who read this were feeling, but like, I'm like, God, I have to respect that I'm so much more ebbed as I get older. Like I'm noticing, like, and I think it has something to do with adulting and all the other things that end up being on your plate but then that ties into a lot of the previous things that she was saying like tier one two and three items I just I just feel like I'm so in those ebbed states but it could be teaching I don't know it's just what I've noticed I don't have an answer but it's like I don't feel like I flow so much there's such little bits throughout the week where I'm like oh I'm flowing I can do this I'm have time I don't know I feel very ebbed could be the time of the year but who knows but that's what I was thinking. Like, I have to respect the fact that it's so ebby. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, I think that's true. Like, for me, it's a lot different. When I was younger, there was no flow to my life. Mm. And the, the older that I've gotten, I found a lot more flow. Um, and I would say, I would say absolutely, the, the more that, the older that I've gotten, the easier it is for me to find flow in my life. Mm whether it's because like I've been able to remove barriers, whether it's um, people getting in my way, uh-huh. whether it's, you know, removing toxic relationships from my life, whether it's getting actual answers for my headaches and not having, you know, having room to work 30 to 50 hours a week instead of 10 to 20. Uh-huh. And, you know, figuring out, you know, what are the things that I actually want and how do I get the things that I actually want? Right. Hmm. And so for me, it's been a lot different. Yeah. I feel like flow as far as like what I truly value has been more flowed and how I can align my life with like true values. But as far as like, like how did she put it? She put flow when things are flowing and you feel unstoppable when it's all and then she talked about ebbs as uh, you can't catch a break. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. We could. Start but I feel like that's second. how you were feeling like 18 months ago. Right. Very stuck. But I don't, I, how I'm thinking of ebb and flow is not that, like, I feel like my life as a whole is flowing better in the direction I wanted it to flow. But I feel like throughout my week, I hardly find pockets to flow through tasks I guess is what it is I'm thinking it more weekly not holistically holistically I feel way more flowed yeah and I but I think also you just have to realize like that is 
what being a teacher is. Yeah, like I guess so that's what I mean. Like, like literally from, you know, six o'clock in the morning on Monday until whatever time, you're just not going to feel that day-to-day, you know, woosah. Right. Like that just isn't going to exist. And like you just, like you might literally need to build in white space where nothing else exists. Yeah, well, that's what I've been feeling because there's so much ebb that the whites, like, I just, I don't know. Right, and, like, that literally exists. And, like, that exists for so many people because that is what their jobs are. Right. And to create a life that flows, your day-to-day, the minutiae in your day-to-day life is filled with, you know, nonsense almost. Not to say yeah. that it's like nonsense, but like to to it feel it feels that way because it's you know let me run from this room to this room and then oh once I get to this room I realized I actually needed the six things from that room and you know then when I get to this room it wasn't even it didn't even matter and then like once you get I was, to the you're end literally of the day, describing my day today <laughs> right like and I and you know, on Monday, you're like, I'm going to get all of these things done. But then by the time you get home on Monday, you realize none of the things on your to-do list actually got done. Yeah. I'm also talking from a January point of view, which is a very tough one, but I hear you. A lot of this too filters into like, you have enough time for everything. So we can move to the next one, but yeah. Right. And I think that that's, that's exactly what it is. And one of the things that I really wanted to talk about with that, um, of like, also like, right, this is, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, this is about you stop comparing. I don't know if we need to spend like a million things, a million times on that, you know, by yeah. book club and all, but like you have enough time is really important. It was kind of the first time in the whole book so far where I got a little, like, I don't know. I was defensive? a little defensive toward her because we like, I don't know, like it's kind of when someone says you have enough hours in the day as Beyonce, like you don't because of the team. Right. So like, it's very, I don't know. I get a little defensive about this. I love Elise, of course. And like, I, I think she's great, but I'm like, I, it's, I don't know. I got like very (laughs) weird. It was weird because she related it into like, she was juggling a bunch of things and wanted to tackle something new. Like, but at the same time, she has a job and she's situated herself where her day belongs to her, if that makes any sense, kind of. I mean, it didn't with the kids, like she did have to attend. But at the same time, attending to the kid is part of like the day that belongs to her. Does that make sense? It's very different when you're, half your day doesn't belong to you or more it, than half. Right. And it, it, It is a very privileged thing to say that you have enough time for all the things that matter to you. Because, you know, it's not as easy as you, it's not as easy as she says to just be like, oh, well, this. she was saying. Right. It's not, it's not super easy to just be like, oh, well, that's not important to me. Because that is important. At the same time. You like in order for things to be important to you and to make them happen, you need to prioritize the things in order to make them happen. Like, there are literally is only a certain amount of time in the day to get things done, 
And so in order to get things done, you need to figure out which things you are going to get done. Yes. And I also think like, as like a millennial, we want it all just a general statement. So like, I feel that that's part of it too, is I say, I'm not but respecting. Like what, that, that's like, that's what is that though? What but is want I mean, it like, all? Everyone has always wanted it all. I think right. our parents' generation has put that into our head because they think they wanted that. Right. But I'm talking about like, I want to do the teaching job that allows me to have, you know, a steady paycheck, but I also want to have time to dance and go to the gym. Oh, and I had to craft because I love craft. Like, like me. But our parents' generation wanted that too. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But that's, and then that's counter to respecting the ebb and flow of your year or your season or like whatever. So I I feel like I'm kind of But like, it's okay to want things that you can't have. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I guess that's true. But the other thing is that I think the thing that I want to talk about a little bit more is you know, we're always going to want things that we don't have. It's just, you know, that's it is what it is. The thing that I want to talk about a little bit more is is that we talk about being busy all the time. Right. And I think one of the things that we do about when it comes to talking about being busy and actually being busy is that some of us are very busy. But then we also create this facade of being busy. Hmm. So that we don't have to do the things that we don't want to do. Right. I think that's true too. And so we'll say that we're busy. You know, we're too busy to hang out with friends that we don't want to hang out with because we'll say that we're too busy. And then we'll believe that we're too busy. And like, this is the part that I agree with Elise on in that we're believing that we're too busy. Yeah. Because we don't actually want to do some of those things. Right. No, I did like that part too. And so- because we don't create clear boundaries for ourselves and with other people and say like, no, you know, I don't want to do that thing. No, I don't want to go on that vacation. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to come over for third Christmas. You know, five Christmases is too many for me this year. You know, no, I, we just had a baby. We're going to stay home for the holidays this year. You know, uh, sorry, I had a long day at work. I can't do anything else tonight. Instead of that, we just say, sorry, I'm too busy. Right. And then after we say, sorry, I'm too busy five times, we just think we're too busy. And instead of actually having things to do to be busy, that's when we scroll on our phones. Mm -hmm. That's when we, you know, watch shows that we don't care about. That's a good point. I agree with all that. And I, but I liked how she's, related it to when she did the pep talk she thought she was too busy to do a hundred day project but then decided to do pep talks and through the pep talks realized that she was able to go and take up this hobby and do pottery because she was realizing to do the pep talk she needed to live more life or whatever like it, it i did understand that part of it where like you realize what you actually are doing to keep busy right and then 
you can make adjustments there, which I totally agree with. But then I love, you know, well, I was thinking too, because we talked about this last time where she goes, you have enough time for the things you care about, but is that necessarily the same as you have enough energy? Because we talk about that too, like the bandwidth. Like sometimes I feel like I have the time, but when I get to the time, I'm like, <laughs> and I don't have the bandwidth. So I'm like, is that the same thing as saying busy? Like, so that was a little confusing to me too. I said, Sometimes I feel like I can't, I go, okay. Like I used to do that in college. I go, I have time to take like 15 credits in a semester. And when I got there, it was like super burnout. And even though I had the time, I didn't have the mental capacity to do what I was filling the time with. So I feel like we get ourselves into that sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a really, really, really good point because we don't actually understand. We don't comprehend how What's much energy right. something is going to take. Yeah. Like, I feel really fortunate about that was when we did college orientation, they slammed it into our heads how much time a course was actually going to take. Hmm. Like for every credit, you were supposed to spend three hours outside of class on the material every single week. So for mm -hmm. a three credit class, you were supposed to spend nine hours every single week on that class. Mm. So like if someone hadn't told me that, right. then I would have just thought, okay, you know, I'm spending three hours in class. Maybe I'll spend an extra hour on homework each week. Right. And then, you know, that would have left me, you know, literally 60 or 70 hours of free time. Right. Yeah. I, and so right, like, you know, that's yeah. we just don't and it's not our fault that we don't know. Right. Which is how I think, why I think the white space concept is so important to me because I'm realizing that that, like the white space concept plus the ebb and flow of your day slash week slash season of life slash whatever, tied into with the have you, t you have time for everything, but necessarily not the energy. All those three concepts to me interweave with each other because then that tells me, well, I could save the time. And if I have the energy, it's in the white space and I can do it, but ebb and flow. And right now there's more ebb than flow. And this, so like I am working through three of those ideas at right. any given point. Yeah. And, and there's no reason why, like if you have a whole bunch of space to do nothing, at the end of the, you know, I, ha right now I have a lot of white space at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. After dinner, it's just nothing. Yeah. Because I can't, after doing a day of work and then stopping to make dinner, it's really hard for me to <laughs> turn my brain on for something specific. Right. And so I've just filled my calendar except for when I have hangouts on Friday nights and we do interviews because it's easy to have a conversation with somebody. Right. But like, I can't turn it on to do a specific writing thing or a specific coding thing. Same. It just, it's a waste of my time mm -hmm. because I'll get like what should be 20 minutes of work done in like an hour. And that's, it's, it's just a waste of time. Right. I hear you. I'm the same way. But if I'm feeling really, you know, good, or energized or something, there's no reason why I can't do it at night. There's right. no reason why I can't pick up my computer and I have and like done 20 minutes of work or 10 minutes of work in 10 minutes. You're not saying yeah. no work, work is right. bad. 
That is evil. You're just saying, I'm not doing anything. And like, you know, if you love your job, if you love what you do, if you are in a really good place, or maybe, you know, you just like your job and you want to make it easy on yourself, or, you know, you want to make the morning easier. If you want to do anything, you have free time to do it. And it's awesome. Yeah. So I like it. Part two was good. A lot of part stuff in part great. two. Part two is great. I peeked a little and <laughs> I dipped my toe a little in part three. And she was saying like, uh, all right, I did all the planning part for you. Now it's like the dreams, but like it's, it feels a little more intimidating. That's exciting. I know. Well, that's all right, good. Well, let, me, let me open up the thingy and tell you pages for next week. They are pages for next week are 76 through 83. Cool. So excited. All right. We'll be back next week with part three. Let's dream bigger. So excited. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Wait, no. 83 is still part two. Check again. Wait. Oh, oh, was that this week? Yeah. Did I just read this week? I'm sorry, guys. I totally did. 76 through 83 was this week. So it's 85 through 97. Cool. 85 through 97, the first of the green ones. I literally have the book right open in front of me (laughs) and I'm reading the wrong pages. So yes, wherever you are on your journey, progress is possible. Absolutely. So that's where we're starting. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.